Here's a story that'll surprise you. As the Second World War shuddered to a close, the challenge was how to preserve a hard-won peace. A new body was conceived, the United Nations. The center of world power had shifted to the United States, so the idea was that it would meet here. But where in the U.S.? Back then, the plan was anywhere but New York City. The world's Alex Galifant explains. New York was too big, too famous. And besides, putting the UN inside another city felt wrong. How could a new center for global diplomacy distinguish itself in the shadow of the world's most famous skyline? So, where else? Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do well, the country wasn't short on confidence. Yes, I can. No, you can. Yes, I can. No, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. It felt like that in post-war America, and so this new idea of a capital of the world, a meeting place for all the peoples of the globe, well, it captured the imagination. Why shouldn't it be built in Conway, New Hampshire, or Pinehurst, North Carolina, or Corpus Christi, Texas? In all, nearly 250 towns, cities, and communities across America expressed interest in hosting the United Nations. Wouldn't it be most appropriate for the UN to be on an island at Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, where they could be surrounded by peaceful water? I met up with the author Charlene Myers in Philadelphia. Her new book about the race to host the UN is called Capital of the World. Or wouldn't it be best for the UN to be in Tuscahoma, Oklahoma, which had been the capital of the Choctaw Nation, as a statement of justice for、um, Native peoples? Now the proposals weren't exactly altruistic. Civic boosters were excited about the jobs and visitors the UN would bring. Centrally located in the United States, Rapid City is served by a regional airport with several major airlines, making it accessible and convenient from anywhere. That's a more recent ad for Rapid City in the Black Hills of South Dakota. In the 1940s, a local businessman tried to persuade the UN to make its home there, a stone's throw from Mount Rushmore. Rapid City's pitch included a set of fantastical architectural drawings. At its center, a road begins as a spiral and moves outward and outward and outward. It reminds me of the yellow brick road in the Wizard of Oz, which would have been fairly current at that time. And the offices were spaced around there, and they would have put villages for each national delegation out in the hills. And they also noted that the World Highway, which was envisioned as going around the world, would run straight through the middle. Around the world. Actually, around the world. Yes. <laughs> Boosters could dream big like that, but the small group of international diplomats assigned to find an American home for the UN to be had to think beyond the fantasies of a world capital. And you could think of house hunting, and it's the same process, right? You start with grand dreams, and then you discover what's practical. The West Coast was deemed too far from Europe. The Midwest had a reputation as being isolationist, not a good fit. And the South was ruled out over fears that non-white diplomats would feel unwelcome. So the search committee focused on America's Northeast, and they found a place they really wanted: Greenwich, Connecticut. Only Greenwich, Connecticut, didn't want them.、Uh, interestingly enough, the moderator of the town meeting was Prescott Bush, the father of one President Bush and the grandfather of another. He said, "We're not against the idea of the United Nations, but..." This will change the character of our town too much. And furthermore, and this is very important for Americans, nobody asked us first. And Greenwich wasn't the only place to turn the UN down. It was becoming embarrassing. 
the world's new decision-making body couldn't decide on a new home. Soon, only a few serious candidates remained, all of them in or near major cities, among them Boston and Philadelphia, which was offering a piece of public parkland just outside the center of town. Philly had the infrastructure, the cultural amenities, and as Charlene Myers reminded me outside Independence Hall, pretty good story too. Philadelphians were convinced they were going to win. The New York Times carried headlines saying the UN was about to anoint Philadelphia as the capital of the world. What was not known was that in the final days behind the scenes, the call had gone out to Nelson Rockefeller to help to solve this problem and bring the prize home to New York. Rockefeller's dad offered $8.5 million to buy a plot of empty land on Manhattan overlooking the East River. There were no residents to placate, no obstacles to overcome. The power brokers of New York were offering the UN an easy solution. At the last minute, it wasn't about geopolitics. It wasn't about the idea of creating a capital of the world. There was to be no Oz-like fantasy city for global diplomacy. Instead, there were to be headquarters, somewhere to make deals, not dreams. For The World, I'm Alex Galifant. <laughs>